G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Rise and Shine, Rise and shine. with Robbo and Becky on Vision. Well, we are very excited because Hope Das joins us on the phone this morning. Thank you so much for taking the time out to chat to us. Oh, thank you for having me. It's so exciting to get to jump on here and chat with you guys. Yeah, well, we're very excited because we're excited to find out a little bit more about you. So (laughs) tell us a little bit about Hope. Now, I have heard a tiny bit of your story, which is just amazing. So, you know, introduce yourself to the Vision family around Australia. Yeah, well, I, I'm not Australian, if you can't tell by my accent. Um, <laughs> I'm over the pond in the U.S., and I was born in Kentucky, but moved to Nashville, Tennessee when I was 20, and I've lived here ever since. So Nashville's really home for me. I'm married 17 years to my husband, David, and we have two daughters um, that are 11 and 13. So we are in middle school. Oh, we oh. are doing all the things, guys. It's okay. real and up in here. praying for you. I've got yeah, an 11 year old. So my husband says, yeah, my husband says he's drowning in clothes and emotion with all three <laughs> women. <in America>. <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot. <laughs> yeah. But when I moved to Nashville at 20, I had just dropped out of college because I went to college thinking I would go get a music degree. And then I quickly found out that to get a music degree, you basically could just be a teacher or go into like Broadway and opera. And I wasn't good at either of those. So, and I also wasn't good at math or science. And I just figured maybe college wasn't the route for me. Fair enough. <laughs> so I moved to Nashville. Really, because at 19, I had a radical encounter with the Lord in Nashville. I was here for the summer, got just, I I was saved very young and understood theologically and believed in God theologically, but understanding the relational side of it and really surrendering like my life, my dreams, my desires, all of it. That was a longer process for me. And so at 19, I had just a really profound encounter with the Lord that changed the course of my life because I ended up moving here. And prayed that prayer of God, whatever I have, it's yours. I'm all in. And that, you know, I thought that would mean, okay, now you have my whole heart and you have all my desires, but you're still going to do the thing that I want the most, which is become a recording artist. And God was like, well, that's not exactly how that works. (laughs) (laughs) I moved here and for like six years, I really, I thought I was trying now that I'm actually an artist, I can look back and go, I was doing nothing. I did not know how this worked. I guess I just genuinely was like, I'm going to sing really well in a bathroom stall one day and somebody's going to sign me and it's all just going to work out fine. And that's not how it works. And so by 25, nothing had really happened. I was on the peripheral of the um, music industry, but nothing had really actually taken off. And so I just began to pray a prayer. I was, it was my 25th birthday. I was newly married. And I was like, God, if this isn't the path that you have for me, like, I need you to make it clear. Cause I'm just confused. Like, I don't know what to do at this point. And I really felt like the Lord asked me to just lay that dream down for a season. And so I did. And the long story short of it is for the next 15 years, almost, I ended up going into full-time ministry, raising a family, serving in my local church, um, I was on staff as like a, a 
an assistant for the worship department and I led worship and I pastored people, all those things. Mm -hmm. And I really thought that's what I would do for the rest of my life. I had no intentions of pursuing a music career. Um, but in 2013 transition happened and my husband and I found ourselves in a basement with some friends, um, from Australia, um, Henry and Alex Seeley and what was just this little gathering of people who were hungry for a fresh outpouring of God's spirit, um, ultimately became what is now known as the belonging company church. Mm -hmm. And I was a part of it. And Henry, um, over the years, just, uh, he just kept calling me back into worship, even though I was kind of in a really, honestly, a hidden season, not really pursuing any of those things. And he felt like there was still some more that God wanted to do in my life. And so he, very just amazingly pastorally said, Hey, I think you need to come be a part of the worship team. And I even want you to write songs. And I was like, um, say what? I don't write songs. That's not what I do. Um, and he was like, no, he's like, I think you're meant to be a part of this team. And so with trepidation and, you know, just insecurity and all of the things I, uh, showed up for the second time I ever really had written for our church with another Aussie, Mia Fields. Mm-hmm. And, um, that particular day we wrote a song called peace be still wow. and it changed. It just really changed the trajectory of my life. It opened the door for me to start writing songs professionally for about seven years for my church, for other churches, for other people. And then, um, in 2020 at 30, well, at the end of 2019 at 39, I signed my first record Woo! deal. Love. I know what a wild story. And that's why I'm here. That's literally why I am on this interview right now is because even though I thought it was supposed to happen 20 years ago, God knew that 20 years ago, it would have been just about me. Honestly, like it would have been about my ego and my insecurities and wanting to make a name for myself. And at 40 and 41, it really is about me just saying yes and being obedient to love the church beyond just my local four walls and say, actually, I'm just going to come be a worship leader on your airwaves. And hopefully I'm going to lead people into the presence of God and they can encounter time with him, which I believe is the thing that changes us from the inside out. It's such an amazing story because I, and I suppose you could, like you said, you can look back because I know in my twenties, I didn't know myself either. Mm. Do you know Not what I mean? Oh my <laughs> gosh, no. And that's when you're like, all right, God, you know what you're doing. All right. I know it's wild. I have a new project coming out in November and there's a song on there. And in the course, um, it literally says like, looking back, like I see it all so differently now. Like the perspective is so different. Like if I had known then what I know now, I would have never doubted God. I would have never questioned his nature. I would have never questioned his faithfulness. And the beauty of that is at 40, now I don't question his nature. I don't question his faithfulness, even when my circumstances want to tell me that God's not coming through or that God's not doing something. I have so much history with God to know Mm. if you haven't shown up yet, then this isn't where you're supposed to show up. And you will show up in the moment and in the, in the timing that is absolutely best for me. It doesn't mean there isn't heartache and disappointment and struggle and different things that happen along the way. But honestly, those moments are what have brought maturity. They've brought perspective. They've brought dependency on the Lord, which is ultimately what has allowed me to, to write the songs that I've written because they're coming from a real journey of faith with the Lord. But mostly it's just the story of me telling his faithfulness. 
And, you know, I got 25, well, I've got 40 some years. So I've got 25 solid years really under my belt as an adult of going, this is who God is mm. over and over and over. So, yeah. That's a really wonderful thing, isn't it? And I guess the reality is that uh, only maturity can bring that, you know, in our late teens and early 20s. We don't really know. You don't know what you don't know, I guess, but uh, it's only you know, years and maturity that can allow us to you know, learn those lessons. You can't buy maturity. You just have to live it. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. Like you just, you have to stay on the long road. I always tell people, if you get off the road of obedience and trusting God too early, you won't have history with him to sustain you on the really long legs of the journey that feel empty and boring or dead or hard or difficult. It's the staying on the road of faithfulness that allows you to tell the story all through your life. You know, we look at these stories in the Bible, um, you know, Abraham's a hundred years into his understanding of God before he sees God's faithfulness. Like it wasn't in year one, Mm-hmm. That he sees it. And if what happens if you get off the you get off the road at year one, you're like, you didn't come through God, so I'm out of here. Well, then you don't get the story at a hundred years. Mm-hmm. It's such a great so, reminder today. I can imagine there's people listening right now who have probably been thinking, Oh, you know, oh. I'm waiting, I'm waiting. But you know, just a little hey. reminder from hope. Just saying, hey, stay on the road of yes. Like keep trusting God. Keep even when it's super, super hard. Like at 19 years old, nothing was working. Nothing was making sense in my life. And I literally said to the Lord, I was like, this is the last to Jeffrey. Like, if you don't show up in my life in this season, like, I don't know, I don't know what to do. And thank God the Lord ignores the arrogant bratty prayer of a 19 year old who thinks she's like, oh, God hasn't shut up in my life at 19. And, you know, he's, he comes in and he rescues me because Later on, when I'm standing in a doctor's office and they say, you can't have kids, I have the memory of God meeting me at 19 to be my, to be my anchor in the seasons when, oh my gosh, this isn't looking great. This isn't this in the natural, this is not good, but I've already known a God who shows up and not just in my life, but in the word of God, through the stories of people that we know, through the stories of people that I know. Um, I think it's why you you have to be smart to stay in community with people who are really committed to following Jesus. I mean, I I tell my kids all the time, you know, bad company ruins good character. I think Mm -hmm. bad company, I think bad company will ruin the trust you have in the Lord. Mm -hmm. If you're around people who are bitter and angry and frustrated and disappointed, that thing will eventually get into you and you'll start to, it it changes and clouds your perspective. And so I've, I've chosen to stay in community with people who are like, I'm just going to trust God beyond all odds. Not like in a, I just trust God no matter what. Like, no, I'm talking about brutal, honest faith, Mm -hmm. messy. It's not, we're not sitting around singing Kumbaya. We're sitting around crying and going, (laughs) I'm so angry. I'm so mad. I'm so frustrated. I don't know what to do. I don't know why God hasn't shown up in this situation. And yet the underbelly is always, but I know he will because he's never not shown up. Just preaching up a storm this morning. I love this. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Just put the microphone on us, make up a tea. Been up since 5 a.m. my time. So you're getting like the real, like I'm I'm deep in the day now. I'm loving this. Now, you did hear, too, that you've got a new project coming in November. Are we allowed to know a tiny bit? Of I, well, I actually have a new song coming out next week. 
Oh, that's exciting. See, we're no, the first behind in Australia. Just know you hear you heard it here first. You okay, get good. You got good. the exclusive. So Ooh. a new song that comes out um October 14th. And I have a very special friend that is a worship leader uh that all of you are gonna know his songs you're gonna know um that is on the song with me. It's really beautiful and I'm really excited about this new one coming out. Um and then I have an EP that comes out November 4th, then I'll have a full album next year. Oh, that's exciting. That is so exciting. Well, I want to make a suggestion here, Hope, because, you know, you've mentioned Henry Seely, you've mentioned Mia Fields, and, you know, these Aussies have kind of been, you know, very much part of the the start of your career. So I think you need to do a a thank you tour and come down under and visit us. Thank you (laughs) to Australia. Thank you to the Commonwealth. Thank you to the motherland. You really have. You've really given me so much, truthfully. (laughs) I mean, you've given me bullets. Yeah. You give him Tim Tams. Oh, you give me the real Kit Kat. Um, you give me Qantas Air, which I deeply love. <laughs> and you've given me my beautiful pastors and friends. Some of my best friends are living in Adelaide. They were pastors here um, in Nashville, but through the pandemic and visas and all that kind of stuff, they ended up having to move back. And so I miss them deeply. They're in Adelaide, which I hear is beautiful. I've never been. Yes, it is lovely. Oh, it is lovely Adelaide city, is yeah. a lovely, lovely city. So, well, that yes. see, that's another reason you have to come. I know, guys. I feel like somewhere in like my heart, I was always supposed to be in Australia on some level, and I just could never get there. So God was like, "I'm just going to bring it to you through all yeah, these people." Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> well, the invitation is certainly there. We'd love to see you if you do come to Australia. If I come, I will come see you guys for sure. Um, we'll pull up a seat and we'll do Tim Tam slams. Yes. Oh, Tim Tam Slams. That's in the, that in the coffee, right? Yeah, you bite yeah. one end and the other and you suck it through. And Oh, I did that when I was in New Zealand. Love it. I swear, y'all do everything better. You're, you have good coffee. Yeah, we, so. do, we do have good coffee. Yeah, oh, I'll let you have that one. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Hope, for your time today. You've been very generous and really appreciate uh, the things that you've shared with us. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. It was really special to get to chat with you guys. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.